0: Hello and welcome to Spiderwebs, a collection of spooky stories and haunting hearsays, original tales written by me the Z for all of you. Tonight's story is about something that follows you everywhere you go. Something that knows you, something that wants you, something that shouldn't be. I scared myself a little bit there. So tonight's story is going to be called the Walker. Welcome to the Spider-Rams Podcast. Welcome to the Spider-Rams Podcast. Welcome to the spider, web's podcast. To the spider podcast. This story is actually partially true. Just partially. But here we go with tonight's story, titled... The Walker I truly believed when I was a kid, every time that I would go on vacation to visit my family I could see this man just walking on the side of the road He was a tall man with a straw hat and long black hair His clothes were filthy, but his tie was bright white He had red shoes on, with a big leather belt, and a huge belt buckle with the letter D on it reason I believed that I saw him was because I made him up. I don't know why I gave him such detail, but I did. Right down to those red shoes. I believed he was my boogeyman. All the other kids were talking about the boogeyman. I never saw one, so I made one up. But he could never catch me. Ever. The reason for this? It took us about five hours to get from Arlington, Virginia to Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. We would make this trip every summer. I do remember seeing a man dressed up in dirty clothes with a bright white tie once when I was a kid. That part is true. We saw him at a gas station in a small town in Maryland, and he was walking aimlessly away from the gas station. I remember he turned and he looked at me with a brutal glare, as if he knew I was staring, and I figured him a drunk or maybe just mad at the world. As we were driving away, the man turned in our direction and started walking the same direction that we were driving. And as a kid, I was mortified. I was positive that he was trying to follow us to Grandma's house and he was gonna get me. Well, as the visit to Grandma's commenced, I spent my nights looking out the windows trying to see if the man in the white tie was seen walking towards my grandmother's house. Maybe he hitchhiked and said to the driver, follow that kid, he looked at me funny. But as the visit went on through the week, I soon forgot about him, and I stopped worrying about him. By the end of our visit, we would head up to New York to see my great-aunts up at the summer cabin in the woods. And I always figured by this time, that man would see us driving past him going the opposite way, throw his hands up in the air in anger, because now he had to follow us even further to catch up with me. And what could he do to me, because he'd be wearing himself out trying to find me. And then soon again, after our visit to New York, we would head back down to Virginia, and I figured that's where he would just give up and stop bothering. So I thought of this man for many trips over many years, and I didn't understand why I gave him such a big leather belt or the red shoes. I think these were added apparel that I gave the man as I got older because I had much more of a vivid imagination. Or maybe subconsciously, I remembered what that man was wearing all of those years ago at that gas station in Maryland. Either way, I can see him plain as day now, that I'm much older. It took me forever to admit what happened last week. I learned that my grandmother passed away. We were very, very close, and it took a lot of strength to visit that house again. All of my old toys and her furniture and some of the sentimental things were waiting for me upon my arrival. The reading of her will will be in the afternoon, and I had to be there. My father passed away about three years ago, so it was up to me to go through and take care of all of the affairs. I reached the house in about four hours. I went and checked on the house. It looked like I remembered, and I missed it so much. I hadn't been there in quite a while. After visiting the house, I got back in the car and headed towards the funeral home. I soon reached the home and spoke with the director. He was a nice man who made everything so much easier. After we picked out everything, we set a time for the wake. I notified the family and friends and headed back to the old house. The wake would be the next day at noon, and I had to get some sleep. It was getting late. That night, I slept very well. It was good to be back in that old house that I grew up in. The next morning, I headed to the funeral home for the wake. I stood with the director at the door, awaiting all of my family and friends to arrive. Noon came, but no one had arrived. I was a bit disturbed by the lack of respect, that no one was there yet. I took out my cell to call somebody, but the phone was dead. I turned to the director, and I said, Do you have a phone? No, he said. Excuse me? We have no need for phones anymore. I couldn't believe his demeanor. I looked him up and down and once i reached his feet i froze red shoes as i slowly crept my eyes back up i saw his belt buckle the letter d why didn't i know this before then i came to his tie bright white he smiled at me under his straw hat i've been looking for you for a very You see, what I couldn't admit to myself wasn't the fact that my grandmother had died, but that I did. I hope that I've made you a little uncomfortable. If not, but for a cold, shivering moment. So until next time, thank you for listening, and good night. All of Zerbinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinatorland, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.